Did you know that if you wanted to write a fanfic of every possible polyamorous ship in Elgunishaith, you would have to write 0.6 billion fanfics? Well, I'm on my way there. Anyway. <laughs> Oops, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, welcome to the Mobile Monthly. As always, there'll be spoilers here. I am your host, MapleStrip, and today I am joined by Lab. Hello. Hi, Lab. Welcome. Thank you very much for joining us, yeah. our legendary fanfic writer. <laughs> Not sure I'd go that far, but thank you. Glad to be here. When did you start reading Elgunishaith? Oh, that's a good question. I'm honestly not very sure. I know it was um, probably close to 18 years ago. It was at the time when I started writing it, writing it, reading it. It was still available as books on Amazon, so I bought the two books back then. So, you know, it was that long ago. But I honestly have no memory of the first time I read it. So you have no clue how far the story was at when you started reading it? Yeah, no. I Probably somewhere in Grace's birthday party, just as a guess based on the years. But that's mm. honestly guess. I know some people have an aha yeah. moment where they just went, Oh my god, this is the comic for me, and they remember it. But for me, it was like, well, that was one of among a dozen different webcomics I was reading at the time. And oh, yeah, it's one imagine. of the few I've kept up with since then, yeah. There's a lot of webcomics that are kind of like El Shaif, especially in that period. Yep, yep. So you were really into that community, I imagine. Uh, not the community so much. I've always been kind of shy and reclusive, but uh, been a fan. So. That makes sense. Do you remember when you started writing fan fiction for El Shaif? Uh, For El Shaif? Yeah, that's fairly easy to remember. It just, I'd have to look back at my, my uh, AO3 page. What year was that? Yeah. That was... Five years ago now? Six years ago? Good lord. August of 2016. Okay, so yeah, almost exactly four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah, I was working in a job where they had about 15 hours of work a week for me, and I was there for 40 hours a week. So I had a lot of free time on my hands, and I started writing at work. And So I'd like to say I was a paid fan fiction writer for a year. Um, <laughs> my first, oh, I did. first year. I kind of did the same thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Still got the job done. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's capitalism for you. Eventually you just felt inspired to start writing. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what it was. I mean, I've always wanted to be a writer. I mean, I've written fan fiction before, mm. but when I was a kid, it was Star Trek fanfic. Uh, this was back in the days when Star Trek was only Star Trek. It was before The Next Generation or anything else, before the movies, when the fanzine was printed on mimeograph, if that means anything to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so back in the dark ages, but I've always wanted to be a writer, and I've done writing workshops and stuff like that for science fiction workshops, science fiction writing. I don't know. I think it was just a combination of boredom and reading a lot of web comics, and just the moment hit. I just started writing. Mm. Haven't stopped. That makes sense. Can you give me one second? I'll sure. Be right back. No my cat finally started escaping uh, our backyard. Oh, of course. <laughs> so I just looked around my shoulder and saw him standing on top of the... Fence? <laughs> fence, yeah. Uh, yeah, cats have timing that way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, now my cat is inside. And let's hope it won't... Start scratching and meowing at the door. Yeah, Yeah, it, it probably will. <laughs> it started meowing right now. Well, I can't hear it on my end, so I think we're good so far. I'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Um, let's... 
I can't, my cat. Okay, so let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about recent updates. You have been keeping up with Oakenshire, right? Um, yeah, although I must admit I'm sort of behind on the newspaper just because I lost interest in it a couple months back. I just the current thread just isn't wasn't doing much for me. But I'm certainly keeping up to date on yeah. the uh, weekly or the regular one. I read that every time it comes out. Yeah. So. So. Since last episode, we had the big Freaky Friday reveal, or right. the big Freaky Friday the big, event. Yes, the body form swap, yeah. So, uh, how have you been finding all that? Have uh, you been able to keep track of everyone? The name tags help. <laughs> um, I'm, half the time I do have to refer to the commentary, going, well, who is that again? But yeah, no, mm. keeping up with it so far, I think. Yeah, it's really fun how uh, Dan started out with just being like, yeah, if, if everyone just says each other's names a lot, I'm sure it will work out. <laughs> and everybody's and going, like, okay. no, name tags, please. Yes. And then they're too small to read anyways. Yeah, yeah and then, yeah, exactly. And then he started to put names just in the panel. So I already joked, like, soon there will be, like, huge neon letter signs <laughs> saying, this character over here. Right. That's Nana say. Just to keep it clear. For the, Just to keep it clear. For the terminally confused. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad this arc happens with the body swap. It's <laughs> getting real fun right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it for the fact that he's taking it in a direction I hadn't anticipated or thought of or whatnot. And that's the joy of reading somebody else's work, I guess. But, you know, it's just fun to see it going new and interesting different places. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I wonder how long these characters will be stuck in each other's forms. <laughs> Until Ted figures out how to undo it, yeah. It might be real soon, but I've already seen ideas like, hey, maybe this will stay this way for quite a long while. <laughs> and the longer the, the longer the better, let's be real here. And then will they have to uh, try going home to the parents of their body, to uh, the parent body, to uh, try and fit in? Yeah. I can just see yeah, exactly. Elliot trying to pretend to be Ashley, yeah. Oh my god, for example, yeah. That would be so great. It would be so good doing soccer ballet, yeah. <laughs> oh, let's not... Uh, I also love how Nanese has been dealing with having a new sense, which is fascinating. Right, right. right. Just like, <laughs> sit here and like, don't move. Yeah, it's fun. Oh yeah, it's... it's... Uh, we were already talking about it on the Discord server about how Nanase is probably the perfect person to get something like this because she can actually deal with it kind of, but all, but even she has difficulty dealing with all this new sensory input. Right, yeah. And I kind of like veering off on the fanfic tangent. It reminds me of Z's theory that uh, part of the reason Susan is so touch-averse is because she has some of those vestigial senses and doesn't know how to handle them. Huh, I've yeah, not but, seen that idea. That's interesting. Yeah, that's part of her ancestry or history. She still I'm has. Not, I'm not entirely sure if that makes sense. Well, yeah, I guess it's just not not Sionalu, but it's a half elf or half immortal, <laughs> you know, where Adrian yeah. senses things with the ears. So I guess it only applies in a general. This is in a uh, irrelevant diversion. I was mixing up uh, causes. <laughs> <laughs> so it has a parallel. It does not. Uh, it is not the same causes. Yeah. Though. Because there are like ideas like, is Nanase, uh, how much Senyulu or whatever is Nanase right now? It's however much Grace was, yeah. I mean, I guess so. The swap changed everyone's bodies, yeah. like physical bodies, also with how Grace got Ted's eyesight and stuff. Right. There are some theories that 
they can use their own magic and stuff, but that's kind of unlikely. <laughs> right. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. See where he wants to take it. I mean, I would love it, and I've seen some fanfics about that too, so... <laughs> There's also the whole thing about Elliot being uncomfortable in other people's skin, which is... Which is a thing that Elliot has been dealing with since, like, the very start of the story, pretty much. Or at least uh, since, like, Sister 2, I guess. Yeah, I don't think it was so much as being uncomfortable being in somebody else's skin as just not wanting to feel like he's violating Ashley's privacy by touching her body or, you know... Yeah, exactly. Going going further with her body with with himself than he's gone with her as herself, so to speak. Yeah. It calls back to how Elliot was considering transforming himself into people he knew or even people he didn't really know. Right, right. Wasn't wasn't able to wasn't do that. He was comfortable with the idea. Yeah. <laughs> he is such a sweet boy scout. Yeah, he's such a sweet boy scout. Also, doesn't probably doesn't help that the only other time he's ever transformed into someone he knew, it was with Sarah, and Sarah criticized him for it. <laughs> yes, because it wasn't exactly one hundred percent correct. <laughs> yeah, he. What are he, those? Yeah, some hangups. Uh. <laughs> yes. That's such a good, good page. Yep. Uh, this 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 Freaky Friday arc is really interesting. Just in the most recent page, Ashley started panicking herself. Right. I'm just holding just holding it together by a thread, you know. Do something. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Elliot trying to distract her by dancing or whatnot is very sweet. Yeah, that looks so weird. <laughs> Elliot, everything depends on you not being a stick in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Well, guess everything is going wrong. Yep. <laughs> I am really interesting if Ashley, how Ashley will feel about this whole party once it's all over mm-hmm. yeah it's like she's getting a chance to live out so many of her fantasies but they're not as fun as she thought they were going to be yeah they're also not quite as narratively simple as she thought they were going to be right right it, it's really interesting yes it's like it's fun being small but everybody's so huge and scary you know yeah well, how far did you get in np the restart oh I don't know. I mean, I've sort of been glancing at it every now and then for the past few weeks, but I'm only sort of vaguely aware of what's going on. It's like, you know, something about hmm. breaking out with Jay or something. I have no idea. Like I say, I don't know. That just sort of lost yeah. my interest a month or two, a couple of months back. So. Yeah, that makes sense. It is really slow in how it uh, tells this story. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not a gamer at all, so I don't have that point of common reference for it either. So Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. And and B is also like a thing then writes largely to just, you know, draw stuff, keep his hands moving without having to worry about the story too much. Yeah, and stuff, play with ideas and things. And sometimes that's fun and I enjoy it. And every once in a while I don't. So can't be everything for everybody. It did feel a bit like it was starting to take up some pace again because Susan got really suspicious of Jay and started interrogating her, but... Well, we'll still have to see how this will end up. Right. We don't know yet. Yep. In other news, there are two El Chef news stories, pretty much. <laughs> well, if you can call them that. Uh, for one thing, I started uh, coloring a lot of El Chef strips myself, so that's mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Yep, those are fun. I learned how to color them, which I didn't think I would be as easy as it is. It is quite a bit of work, but yep. it's not that hard, which is nice. Yeah, yep. I do that for fun sometimes, obviously. So. Yeah. And of course, the big story for this for the past month has been the 
Elkenish Shife. Fleshfic week. Yep. That was a load of fun, at least for me. I hope it was for everybody else. <laughs> well, I've only heard positive reviews. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm really I'm really grateful to Z for organizing this, as he's done for the past few years. Yeah, Z Mixet organizes the Flashfic Week every year. Uh, the point is to write seven short-form fanfictions based around the team. And this year, people like you, me, uh, Z themselves, of course... Uh, but also Minstrafter and um, Cinder or Flagrant Snowstorm. They've also all written fanfics. Mm-hmm. I might have missed someone here, but... Uh, off the top of my head, that sounds like all. A uh... whole bunch of new fanfics. A whole bunch of people who uh, started learning how to write fanfics and mm. uh, just had a good time playing around with the characters of Elgin and Shive. Yep, which is a fun thing to do. I think we all had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Yeah, as for me personally, I mean, I've been in a writing slump for the past few months. I mean, I live in the U.S. Mm. It's a depressing time to be here. It was, yeah. You know, between COVID and having Cheeto Voldemort trying to turn this country into a post-democratic you know, kleptocracy, it's uh, sort of inhi- inhibited my writing, but this got me back into it. So. At least you're not on the coast that is literally on fire, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Although I have relatives there, so it's like no uh, no escaping it one way or the other. Yeah, no, there's just no escaping it, especially when you keep following the news. Yeah, no, I gave up following the news in 2016, but it's just too depressing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't uh, blame you for uh, uh, being in a writing slump, which is why such an event is especially fun. Mm-hmm. To just have some distraction, have a reason to write. Yep. And mostly fluff and nonsense. Yeah. Mostly fluff, yeah. In case you listeners haven't realized yet, today's episode is about fanfiction. <laughs> we may have uh, mentioned it like a million times by now. And a lot of people have sent in questions about fanfictions. But first I'm going to be doing a um, live reading, well, not really live, of someone's fanfic. And I don't know who's yet. So I'm probably going to switch to <laughs> something I record later here. Ah, okay. Uh, so this is basically the break. <laughs> okay. And now a word from our sponsors. And now, Laparoscopics entry for EGS Flash Fiction Week 2020. Chapter 3, Home Alone. Sarah opened the front door to let Grace in. Hey love, she said with a smile. Closing the door, she pulled Grace close for a kiss. Grace happily reciprocated lingering for a moment on her girlfriend's lips. Pulling apart, she asked, I take it your parents aren't home? Or have you finally told them about you, me and Ted? Sarah snorted. (laughs) Hardly. They're at a barbecue picnic with some friends. They said they'd be back by dinner. Maybe. Grace's eyes lit up. So, we're home alone for the day? Sarah felt her heart rate pick up a little at the gleam in Grace's lovely green eyes. Uh, yes. Excellent! You know what that means? Sarah felt a blush slowly rising. Uh, what? We can spend all day eating popcorn and watching Stephen Galaxy without anyone bugging us to do homework. Sarah blinked. Uh, what? Yeah! Grace grabbed her hand and started dragging her to the kitchen. Come on, where do you keep the popcorn? Sarah stumbled along after her girlfriend too besotted by Grace's happy smile to think of contradicting her. Well, I do need to catch up on this season, she thought ruefully. 
Um, in the cabinet, to the left of the sink. Can we put butter on it? Asked Grace hopefully. Sarah laughed. Sure, sweetie. Whatever you want. And now we're back. And we can talk about all the questions people have sent in. Sadly, not a lot of questions have been sent in this time. So I uh, went out of my way and wrote a few questions myself. Mm -hmm. And we also got input from ZMXAD because, uh, well, it would be cool to have both of the biggest fan fiction writers on the podcast simultaneously, but sadly Z couldn't make it because busyness, work, stuff like that. Life keeps getting in the way. Yeah, that's just how it goes. But at least Z has uh, written some responses to the questions, so... Mm -hmm. My cat is eating stuff off the floor now, which is not a good sign. Nope. Ah. So, for the very first question, is a question I sent in. What are some of your favorite characters to write in Elgin and Shive? Well, uh, probably Susan. It's like, as anybody who's read my work probably can tell, she's in more fix than any other character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed. Yes. Yeah. I was... I was going through all of your fix. Well, not reading all of them, but just looking at all of the text and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I sure did notice Susan popping up a lot. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she was in the second fic I ever wrote, and uh, she's been there ever since. Uh, she's just stuck in your head. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, sorry, I'm looking at my AO3 stats. Yeah. Out of uh, 33 Elguna Shive stories I've written on that are on AO3, 26 of them have Susan in them. Yeah, that is a good majority. Who comes in second? Sarah and Ted are tied at 19 and Elliot at 18. Hmm. Okay, you might be hearing a cat purring into the microphone right now. As long as they're happy. As long as they're happy. <laughs> so yeah, those are also like the ships you like to ride, right? I think my work is sort of tied to the uh, lab triad, as it's called, Sarah, Grace, and Ted. Yeah. That was sort of where I started writing fiction, first off. You know, my first stories were about them. I was like, my very first story was Werewolves of Moperville, which was unabashedly just porn without plot, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> but it was about the three of them. <laughs> um, but then after that, I decided right. to go back and fill in the gaps of like, well, how did the three of them get together? And uh, it sort of blossomed from there. I mean, I sure do love how adult your stories can be, so. <laughs> yes, uh, they're not all, not all safe for children. They're definitely going further in a lot of ways than uh, Dan's own writing would go. Yep. Uh, and it's all just so real. I remember reading one of your fanfics, well, probably just your main fanfic, about Sarah uh, joining the triads, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Grace and Ted. And I just remember how incredibly well that relationship was written. Thanks. Glad it felt that way. And so, uh, also, while we're here, of course, as I mentioned, uh, Z has also written in some responses. Mm -hmm. So, when I ask Z for favorite characters to write, and when I ask Z for favorite ships to write, they said, favorite characters, I love them all. Ships to write, I ship all of the ships. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I have a special spot in my heart for Diane and Sarah, for Su uh, Susan slash Ted, and the lab triad, of course, because pretty much every fanfic author <laughs> writes about the lab triad. Uh, and Ashley, Susan, Elliot, which is interesting. Yeah, which is the core of some of some of their fics, too, yes. 
I mean, it makes sense. these are pretty common ones. Though Diane Sarah is, oh, I love Diane Sarah, but it's not that uh, uh, quite that common. Nope, nope. She has brought it up in a few other fics, and it's I'd, mm-hmm. I would like like to see more. Yeah, the, uh, Diane Sarah just well, it's probably just because they visually match each other so perfectly. The two blondes who just have different body types. Mm-hmm. But that uh, you know that Q and A arc that then did with uh, Diane and Sarah kissing. I'm pretty sure they kissed in it. <laughs> I don't remember off the top of my head. They were very much at least hugging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's great. Also, Susan and Ted, by the way. I, I should read more of these fics because I... Well, I don't tend to read a lot of slash fiction. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to read a lot of shipping. Right. I mean, I enjoy shipping, but it's, it doesn't really uh, catch me quite as Not much. Not your main focus. Right. Yeah, I, I tend to go for more like high concept stuff. Uh, my main fanfic is pretty much uh, about Ted coming out to his father, so... Right, right. Which is a nice and one. And if I want to write more fanfics, I'd probably do stuff like uh, body swaps and stuff like that, because I just love it. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my favorite uh, inputs for Flashfic Week was when I did a body swap between Nanase and Ellen, and the two also got each other's powers and started playing around with that. <laughs> it was fun. Yep. I really enjoyed doing that. Yep. It's fun to read. The, the ships I found a bit harder to write. Like, I kind of enjoyed writing a Catalina Diane ship, but mm-hmm. it's not easy. <laughs> right, and there's enough history between the two of them that it's... Oh no, not Catalina, I'm sorry. I'm mixing up my characters again. Never mind. Yeah, Catalina and Diane, I, they never really met, I think. Because nope, yeah, no. Because Rhoda's... Because Catalina has a thing for Susan. So this goes into another question, which is favorite AUs. What are your favorite AUs? Mm-hmm. Because for this one, I, for this really short piece of fanfic, I wrote an AU where Diane went to the same school as Elliot, Susan, Ted, and Sarah, right, and right. Catalina. So I just took a liberty there to put Diane in the other school. Right. Yeah. One of, one of my flashfics inadvertently became an AU because I forgot that uh, two of the characters didn't go to the same school, but I wrote it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Just sort of like, oops. <laughs> Scotty yeah, pointed it, it out it, after the fact. It gets really, uh, it's really easy to forget who goes to which school. Mm-hmm. I actually <laughs> have a list of that in my EGS notes on my uh, writing files, but I just forgot to ch- double check it. Very good call. Like the main eight tends to be easy to remember, but it's really easy to like confuse Catalina and Rhoda somehow. Right, right. Yep. Like it's really easy to think that Rhoda goes to the same school as... I'm not sure why, but for some reason I just can never keep track of that. It's really easy because Rhoda, Diane, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that's at least one type of AU that's kind of fun to play with. Like, they go to different schools. Mm-hmm. And what happens then? Right. I kind of feel like exploring that more. Like, mm-hmm. even just Diane goes to school, uh, goes to Morpeville North instead of South, and how she would interact. What does that mean for everything? Right. If Lucy never met her, what would that mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. or like Rhoda never met her. Right. What would that mean? Yep. Yeah, by and large, I don't tend to write things exclusively intending to be AUs. I mean, by now, the ones that started <laughs> with the lab triad has progressed so far that it's obviously AU in fact, if not intention. Uh, I wrote. Yeah, I wrote a couple of stories about you know Susan and Elliot, which was deliberately an AU because I took the uh, premise that when Ashley asked Elliot the first time they met, "Do you like Susan? Like like her?" and he realized, "Oh, yes, I do." 
Yeah, so I split yeah. off as an AU from that point. Yeah, and that's how I got Elliot and Susan together, which left Ashley yeah. for you to hook up with Sarah. But you know, um, the, the, those AUs just kind of happen naturally because you you know you're writing the story, and meanwhile Dan is also writing the story, and it just diverges. That's right, right. That's your bread and butter. Yep, yep. And eventually, you know, he catches up to the point where I've been writing, you know, chronologically within internal chronology, and like, well, they did something different than what I expected. Okay. <laughs> hmm. yeah, I have one distinct AU, which was, which I think is the Incursion universe, which is where Lord Ted came back, and you know, they all fought him, and many of them died. You know, there's one story published in that series. I've got two other works in progress on it, but uh, yeah, by and large, I don't go too much for AUs. Just uh, mm. I try to stick as close to canon as I can, just extrapolate forward from it. That makes sense. Like one AU ID that came up recently, and I forgot who actually came up. Uh, maybe I did, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, is the idea of uh, Magus tried to take over Elliot's body back at the start of Grace's birthday party, mm -hmm. if you remember that. Yeah, yeah. And what, what would have changed if that had happened? If they had succeeded. If that had worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everything would have changed, of course, because Grace's birthday party, which just happened after that, changed everything. Right, yeah. From that point, yeah. you would be starting an AU that's so intense, you'd be basically rewriting the whole series. Yeah, exactly. Which is fun. I, think. I, I really like that idea. Mm -hmm. I like playing around with the story as it is, and then see what happens when you change certain elements. Right. Sadly, I don't have the energy to write long fanfics. <laughs> yeah. I think part of the reason I don't tackle the AUs so much is because I'm just too lazy. <laughs> mm. I was like, you, know, you have to consider all those different ramifications and variations and you know divergences. And I just sort of like... Th that, that seems like the fun That's part, why I tend though. to write forward to... Yeah. I, I write forward to the future. It's like, what are they doing in college or afterwards? When do they get married? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it gives you a lot of leeway to just play around without having to worry about, hey, um, you know that there should be a griffin coming by right at this moment? Right, right. Eh, let's just ignore that. Yeah, which is, they, they appeared nowhere at the, uh, in the uh, Lab Triad series, and they probably should have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it makes sense not to, to just ignore it, because it's such an external element that it doesn't really matter to the kind of... Uh, well, you mostly write shipping, so... Yep. By and large... <laughs> To this question, Z said, uh, too many to list. And then they said, Lab's subtle Elliot slash Susan timeline is definitely a fave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so high praise there. As is Oblivious Wandwaving. Mm -hmm. That was a fun series. Yeah, it was, the, of course, the NP series. But as far as I understand, you also uh, that was also the subject of the Flash Fic Week for last year, 2019. Yep, yep. Yep, I didn't do too many in that series, but I did a few, and they did a few, so there were some fun ones around that one. Yeah, I never read those, so I feel weird about Oblivious Wand Waving because it's so random. Yep, <laughs> that can be part of the appeal. It, it has some fun yeah. stuff. But of course, people not noticing at all, I don't know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, I have mixed feelings about it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like one of those things where you say... Yeah, it's crazy, but you just take it and run with it and see how it goes. That's true. It's like I once said, oh, I don't think I'll ever write a, a Nazi craft story just because I don't have that level of 
silliness in me and then i wrote one for last year's flashback week so yeah oh yeah <laughs> it comes up one way or another aren't you the only one who wrote nanase crafts no someone else no, no. did too right yeah z did too and um pretty sure there was a couple other people that did and that was one of the yeah, days I... of the flashback week last week last year now there's a different mm. different theme every day ah one day that's was probably what one day was uh, Nanasi Craft, one day was a little wand waving, you know, etc., etc. Okay. Yeah, because I did read some of that Nanasi Craft, some of those Nanasi Craft fanfics, and they go in weird places. <laughs> yeah, because it's already so over the top and silly, you can just take it in weird places and have fun with it. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed reading some of it, but <laughs> it, it was a mixture. Yep. yep. Good for a fun pick me up. One of the large questions I wrote here is, uh, why do you write fanfiction? What keeps you going? <laughs> that's actually a that's actually a deep psychological question in a way. Um, I know. Shall I read out say, Aziz's answer first? Sure, go for it. Give you a moment to think about it. <laughs> because he said, I'm a compulsive writer. I started reading at 18 months old. My mom didn't know that I was reading fluently until I started reading the tabloid headlines out loud in the supermarket checkout line. From there I started devouring books and from there I started writing. It's just what I do. As for why fanfic in particular, I think it's because the setup is done already to some extent. The playground is there. I can jump in right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's certainly part of it. I, I think that uh, does touch on some some of the core parts. The, the the playground is there. I can just jump in right away. Is definitely something I feel. Yeah, the backstory is already built for you, so you don't have to do that part of the yeah, story construction. You already have a universe to play with, mm -hmm. characters to play with. Yep. Yeah, that's part of it. And for me, I've always wanted to be a writer. I mean, like I say, I went to writing workshops, yeah. but the problem was that. Writing workshops, I learned how to critique my work so well that I was never able to appreciate my work because I critiqued it so hard. Uh, <laughs> so the not, joy of the joy of fanfic is that it's not intended to be professional writing, quote unquote. So I, I can sort of shut off mm -hmm. that internal critic and just let it be itself for its own self. And it's not like something I'm yes. attempting to write for a publication. Especially when you're writing something more long form, it gets really paralyzing if you just keep critiquing your own work and start editing it constantly and just never feel all right with it i i recognize that too yep but i had no problems writing long form in fanfic you know, i've got stories that are you know 60 70 thousand words out there so yeah i started reading one of like wait 44 chapters what <laughs> <laughs> now granted that was actually a pretty short one but <laughs> Yep. Because the chapters are all just like 100 words. Oh, yes, they were drabbles, yes. So the overall story word count was only 4,400 words. So yeah, that one was short and sweet, in a way. Another question also from me. Uh, how much fanfic do you read? It varies from time to time. I mean, I read almost everything that comes out in EGS fandom, I think. Hmm. I've got like a dozen other fandoms bookmarked on AO3. You know, it's like, you know, Harry Potter and... To Star Trek Discovery and, you know, Harry Dresden is what I meant to say, not Harry Potter. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Dresden. Yeah, I was like, hmm, okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Dresden, Dresden Files. Yes, the Dresden Files, uh, the Vorkosigan books by Lois McMaster Bujold, you know, things like that. So I go I go in spurts where I read a fair bit, but I uh, my recreational reading tends to be more science fiction and manga. You read a lot of books? 
Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I used to own a used bookshop once upon a time. My, my wife and I met in a bookstore. Mm. So it's uh, ah. books. You know, we've got three different libraries in our house. We've got a few thousand books. <laughs> oh, under, that's incredible. To understate it. Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. I, I should read more myself. Like I, I bought Hank Green's new book a month and a half ago, uh, A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor. Mm-hmm. And I intend to read it, but I just... Don't get to it and keep doing other stuff. Right, right. Yeah, no, reading is my default go-to activity, by and large. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I kind of have a hard time reading fanfics. So, mm-hmm. El Gunnishai fanfics are pretty much the only thing I have read, but that's because I just try to stay in touch with the community as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And what is it about fanfics that uh, you find hard to access or get into? The violation of canon, or...? The, the, the lack of canon more like like yeah, the yeah. violation I like but like there isn't a, there isn't like top 10 best fanfics ever you don't have like a, the, the 1984 fanfics or something <laughs> that's a weird <laughs> example right. well you do have those but th- those I want to read even less honestly mm-hmm. um, it feels um, arbitrary I guess it feels really arbitrary you don't have like the canonical, these sort of fanfics you should read, other than the ones I probably don't, am not interested in reading. Mm-hmm. A few of them I am. I should probably read some of those big fanfics. Yeah. And on the other side, like most fanfics, just uh, it varies so much. A lot of fanfic, a lot of fanfics is shipping, and as I said, shipping isn't that big a uh, big of an interest, right? Yeah, I know. I know some fandoms they have. Lists of best fix or whatnot, you know, recommendations or whatnot. Mm. One of the other fandoms I write in, uh, Karaba Shoujo does that. But, you know, it, it varies from group to group, fandom to fandom, what you can find or where you can find it. But. Like, I would probably be interested in more, like, body swap fanfics or, like, uh, a gender transformation stuff, which it's kind of weird in Elkin and Shai fanfiction because you do find a lot of that, but it's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's 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 weird. Yeah. Um. When I read fiction, I tend to just read like really. Uh, when I read fiction online, other than like SCP Foundation or something, I tend to read like really weird body swap stories based on just random stuff happening a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And she said this question: How much fanfic do I read? Well, lots and lots. I've read every EGS fic on AO3, and I spent pretty much every lunch break. I'm not writing, reading new fics. So that's a lot of fanfiction. Yep. And that's one of the other nice things about fanfic, is it's, there's a lot of... There's so much of it. Yeah, there's a lot of, so much of it, and some of them are very short, so it's something that's easy to pick up on a lunch break or something and just read one or two stories, you know, whereas you can't do that with a novel. But you can, you that's know, how I get an entire story in a short feel about webcomics. Stu- yeah, yeah. Same like thing. Webcomics also have that. It's really easy to pick up and uh, leave off, just pick up and stop again. Mm-hmm. And there's so many of them, you could just keep on going forever. Right. Yep. And lastly, for my own questions, uh, are you also interested in other fandoms besides Elgunishive? Yeah, well, I write and I think I've got currently four different fandoms listed on you know, AO3. You know, Elgunishive, uh, Karawa Shoujo, which is a Japanese visual novel. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep Your Hands Off Isaacin, which was a wonderful anime and, uh, yeah. series which uh, got it's, a, it's great yeah. I really need to finish it yeah I got the recommendation for that off of the uh, anime and manga discussion on uh, EGS Discord 
Yeah, and I also wrote one oh, for... I, I, uh, I love everything by that director. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, since then, I've uh, watched a few other episodes of theirs. They're quite fun. They're quite good. You also, yeah. And what was the last thing you said? Just the fourth fandom. I've written some uh, one little piece in the fandom of Chihaya Furu, which is a, also a manga fandom, manga and anime fandom. Yeah. So, mm. so do you also read in other fandoms? Yeah, no. Like I said, there's the Harry Dresden <laughs> that I read. Yeah, there's uh, oh, a yeah. Yeah. Los McMaster Bujold's <laughs> Chalian Saga or Vakosigan Saga, you know, Star Trek Discovery, um, you know, Katawa Shoujo, uh, Gunner Creek Court. You know, I read some of those and Firefly. Oh, wow, yeah. Gunner Creek fanfics. That's interesting. Yeah, there's not, not a lot of them, and some of the most recent ones are kind of weird, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's some stuff there that's fun. I'm a sucker for a good uh, Tilly Michael relationship story in Star Trek Discovery, but <laughs> that's just me. I'm a mushhead. I like romance, as is perhaps obvious I, from what I write. I've noticed that you quite like romance. Yes. Yeah, it took me it took me a couple of years of writing for me to realize I'm a fanfic writer. Yes, but primarily I'm a romance writer. Yeah, that is <laughs> what I write. <laughs> you are incredibly good at it, so that helps. Well, thank you. I try it anyways. Yeah. What are your favorite, uh, more older Star Trek ships? Older Star Trek ships? Um, like the, not uh, Discovery or Beyond? Yeah. Picard, whatever. Picard, yeah, the other one, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any other ones that really appealed to me that much. Not a big Kirk Spock fan? <laughs> no, I've read some of those. I actually read some of those on the original, back in the early 70s when they were on Mimeograph or, uh, you know, <gasps> to offset, you know. Hard copy oh, back before incredible. the internet existed. Still got a oh, still got a few of those in the basement somewhere in a box. Yeah. Oh, that's great! Yeah. I don't even know what mimeograph is. <laughs> it was a way of making uh, cheap copies real fast. Schools used it a lot for doing quizzes and stuff. <laughs> so kind of like a zine or something, zine. Zine. Yeah, for doing zines. Yep, yep. Hmm. But yeah, no, I've read some KS, and it's like yeah. By and large, I can take it or leave it. Some of it's better written than others, but that's the case with all, all fic, I guess. That's, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All fiction in general, I guess. <laughs> True. Before this question, other fandoms, uh, Z said yes. The first fandom I was active in was the Mega Man fandom. They mentioned Red Draco's fix Zero Tolerance, and especially Bass is Not a Fish, were what really got me into fanfic. Mm. Nowadays, I read fics for everything from Katawa Shoujo, I think you wrote for that, right? Yep. No, I've written several, quite a few of those. That's my second most active fandom. I don't think I've ever heard of Katawa Shoujo. It's a visual novel, which is termed, basically, it's a game. Uh, <laughs> I know what a visual uh, novel is. Some people, some people call it a dating simulator. Uh, basically, you play a character who meets up mm. with various different girls and sort of chooses which one he ends up with at the, as the game progresses. This one is sort of infamous for being... Uh, set in a school for the physically handicapped, so it's a. Uh, oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a, it's a very strange little subset, <laughs> strange little specialized fandom. Is it good? I quite enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed it enough to write uh, you know a couple hundred thousand words about it. So you know, there's it, it, that. It's not a, it's not a fix it fic. Well, one of my fics, I guess, could sort of be called a fix it fic. Uh, the uh, avenues of communication. Uh, the other big one I wrote, the seventy thousand word one, was a uh, 
more of a sequel. You know, again, what do these characters do when they get into college kind of thing. <laughs> Your bread and butter. Yet another OT3, you know, making a, making a triad out of a, three characters that should I felt should be together. Ah, oh, that's great. I love that. <laughs> I'm consistent, um, at least. So yeah, Z says, nowadays I read fix for everything from Katala Shoujo and Homestuck and Dragon Ball Z to Frozen, Yakuza and Girl Genius. So, hmm. huge variation. Yeah, I should check out Girl Genius fix. I haven't looked at those. Yeah, I should finally read Girl Genius itself. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's a wonderful series. It's lots of fun. I've been reading that since it was being published on hard pa- on paper. You know, available only on comic book stores. Again, back in the <laughs> Early internet days. Lop your way to old. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm the old man. <laughs> I'm reasonably sure I'm one of the oldest people on the Discord. If not the oldest. Uh, you'd be surprised, I think. But then again, you were doing stuff in the 70s, so I don't even know. <laughs> we have some old fans in the Alkunishai fandom, which is fun, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, Easy to forget for uh, us youngsters. <laughs> I'm 25, but still a youngster, I guess. Right. Yeah, I like to think that it gives me a little, sense, a little bit of perspective on life that allows me to, uh, that informs how I write my fic and how I write relationships or whatnot. So. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense because, well, there's a lot to learn there. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Minstrafter42 asks about general writing advice. What are some good ways to develop an idea for a medium-length or long story? And then, uh, in my experience so far, I've had more success in completing short stories, both in fanfiction and outside of that. Mm. So this is, for me, really recognizable, because completing a longer story is really difficult, mm-hmm. in my experience. Yeah. Like, it's kind of easy to write a short fic. Right. But how do you write something longer? Um, and I think part of that is how do you keep your attention on it? Right. And part of that is how do you plan it out? In, in my experience, it's kind of weird because planning it out too much makes me uninterested in actually writing the whole thing. Because like, I've already planned it. I already know what's going to happen. So why would I even continue writing it? I already know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious hearing what you think of that. Yeah, it's sort of a multi-step thing. I sometimes... I don't know if it is going to be long until I get started, but sometimes when I start it, I do know. I mean, like uh, the story about 10 scenes from a relationship, you know, about the the triads, you know, developing relationship over time and how they became, you know, mm. more intimate or whatnot, or or home or avenues of communication, two of my longer Kado Shoujo fix. I knew going into them that they're going to be long because they had, you needed a lot of time for things to develop between the characters, for things to happen. Mm. And it's like you couldn't just have that all take place in over the course of a weekend or something. So there had to be enough happening over the course of many months for there to fill in the story. Otherwise, it would just feel rushed. It's like, oh, hi, just met you. Let's jump into bed. Okay, we're done. Uh, no, I, 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 I try to avoid that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think some... it helps that romantic stories are very open-ended. Right. Yeah, they're open-ended and I try to make it feel real. So I try not to make it feel too rushed unless... You know, there's a case where it should be rushed, I guess, but you know, I kind of try to stretch it out. So, mm. yeah, and for me, writing long fix, I tend to write in chunks. I mean, I 
visualize different scenes throughout the course because I write romance. I visualize different scenes in the stages of the romance and I write those out. Mm. You know, so it's like I've written like, you know, thousand words here, two thousand words there, five hundred words there that may take place, you know, different parts of the story and then write all those fairly quickly and then I go back and fill in the gaps in between those chunks. And as for your problem of not wanting to write it because you've lost interest in it because you know how it's going to go, I mean, I don't have that problem. I don't know why. Because <laughs> uh, for me, part of the joy of reading it is reading the interactions and the dialogue and the, the descriptions and what's actually happening. And you don't get that with the outline. So, you know, I mean, I've got... Yeah, I think that makes sense. So it's like I want, I basically I write it because I want to be able to read it. Um, <laughs> you know, I write for myself. I write stories that I would like to read. Yeah, that's that's key, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the middle of finishing off two longer works right now. And my main motivation for finishing them is because I want to read the whole thing. <laughs> you know, I don't want to, and I want other people to read the whole thing. I want other people to enjoy this whole thing that I've, you know, spent so much time on. And if I don't pull all those chunks together and write all the little in-between, maybe less exciting but still essential parts, then I'll never get there. So that's my motivation for keeping going, keeping writing. I think it also helps that the interactions between characters, you just don't know those in advance. You don't. You only really find out what the interactions are really like once you start writing them. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is also something that Dan has actually uh, brought up a lot. Like, oftentimes the characters do stuff that he did not expect them to do. Yeah, I think almost every author born has said that at one point or other in their career. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah Dan for... says it a lot. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, now sometimes they just go off and do their own things. Like, oh, okay, I didn't know you wanted to do that. All right, well, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. That That is the part that I love the most about writing characters. I kind of find it hard to do it with fan fiction because I find it hard to write other people's characters. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is why I don't write a lot of fanfic. Right, right. <laughs> Makes sense. Because, like, I've... I have a hard time putting myself in a mindscape of any of the Elgin and Shive characters. Right. I can predict their behavior, but I can't write their dialogue. Right. Yeah, I mean, a large part of how I write is sometimes just taking two characters, stick them in a situation and say, okay, what happens next? And I start writing and just see what happens. You know, I'm a discovery writer, by the for the most part, I don't outline all that much, especially on short fix. I'll just start writing and let them talk to each other and interact and see where they go just smashing those action figures together and see what happens yep pretty much (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have enough of a sense of what the characters are and how they act and how they do in my head that you know like their interchanges and reactions to each other or whatnot come out almost without thinking by and large so Mm. it's uh, really um and i do feel like when i read your stories you really know these characters you really understand these characters I try. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's my goal. <laughs> and of course, it's kind of difficult, different when you're writing like an adventure story or something like that, because that's with less character interactions and more like plots or events happening, mm-hmm. just situations. Yeah, like one of the stories I'm writing right now is sort of a caper. Yeah, I'm not sure what you call it. It's it's an adventure. There's guns, there's fighting, there's you know, action, there's mm-hmm. kidnapping, etc., etc. It's my first time trying to write something like that. And it's uh, it's been tricky for me because you know, I'm, those aren't the parts that I'm strong at. I'm strong at the dialogue and the people or whatnot. So yeah, I'm, I keep plugging away at it and keep rewriting it and 
keep going, oh, that's boring. <laughs> How do we punch that up? How do we spice that up? Or, oh, maybe we just do cut you, that out entirely. Okay, go over, start out again. Do you enjoy the process? Yeah, yeah, because it's different. It's, you know, it's mm. part of what keeps it fresh for me is being able to do something different and, you know, trying a different thing. And again, you also, it's a story I want to read, so I want to see it. So I want to write it. Yeah, you also enjoy reading that sort of story. Yeah, yeah, no, I enjoy it. I could say I like the, you know, Harry Dresden mm. books, which are very heavy on the action and the plot and whatnot, things like that. You know, yeah, I should get into that, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's a great series. Um, also, well, some other questions by uh, Trekkie140. What are your favorite sequel or final, uh, finale fanfics? Trekkie uh, brings up the Harui Susumiya fanfic, The Coin, which resolved all loose ends. <laughs> and uh, I wish this show had tied up and addressed all of the issues I had with Harui's toxicity. Uh, Trekkie added to that. Like, what are your, some of your favorite uh, sequel fanfics? I don't usually think of them as sequel fanfics, so I'm not sure how I would answer that, honestly. Mm. I mean, I think Z's answer to this question was like, well, I guess it's, that is very much a sequel fanfic, because Z brought up your uh, <laughs> heartbreakingly beautiful distant finale for El Gunishayev. Um, yes, yes. With a bit of a spoiler here, uh, spoiler one, two, three, Susan's death. Yep. Spoiler end. That's all the spoiler. So, like, that that does feel like a continuation of Alkunishaiv. Yeah. Very much because it's distant future, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, that was that fic is called uh, Green. Oh, what? Uh, Final gift. Final gift. That yep. was, that, that's the name. Yeah, that I, that was that was a weird one because I wrote that in three hours this was back when i was still writing at work <laughs> and i was crying most of the way i was through it as i was reading so i think i went through half a box of kleenex um oh, wow. <laughs> kept hoping nobody would walk into my office and see what i was doing i was like yeah, are you okay yeah, no but oh i've yeah. been there <laughs> yeah but that one that one came out all in one one swell foot pretty much just three oh, wow. hours of intensive writing very what I also writing. love about that one and a few of the other ones I've read from you is that I think Z did some artwork for it. No, I do artwork for them. I do artwork for mine you and did... for Z's. Oh, you did the artwork. Of course, yeah, you're yeah. the artist. Yep. Well, it looks awesome. Thank you. <laughs> also very much in the... Uh, I forgot the name already. The story where Sarah writes a webcomic uh, with self-inserts of herself and Susan and they... Oh yeah, know, that was smushing. yeah. That was the that was a Z story. The uh, the I I just read that one my, uh, yeah, myself. And it, I I, I co-wrote it, and I should be able to remember it. You would think, God. <laughs> I'll link it to the description. I can easily find it back. <laughs> I, I'll probably link a few of the ones who br bring. I'm up sorry, Z. <laughs> I'm sorry, Z. I'm forgetting <laughs> it. <laughs> I finished me that. Ah, it's all right. But uh, do you have any like continuation fanfics that come to mind in any fandom? There's sequels and stuff. Um, yeah. Not really. No, nothing mm. leaps to mind. I mean, well, I really like. Uh, you know, there's a series of Orkosigan, you know, fanfics which I really like, but I'm blanking on the title now, which mm. you know, sort of takes. That's how it always goes. Yeah, it goes goes forward. Yeah, that's the problem of reading many fanfics; they all sort of blur together after a while. Oh, like, I can imagine. But yeah, goes forward well, in ways. A lot of books also start blurring together after a while, so like fanfics mm. are probably even worse with that. Yep. 
Ben Comic Veritas. Sorry. Oh yeah. I, I had I to I had to keep looking it. until I, I had to keep looking until I found the one that uh, I I illustrated for Z and Comic Veritas. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, really cool. I read the rough draft for that, and I said to them, "You know, would you mind if I illustrated this first part?" And they said, "No problem." <laughs> so that's how that one came about. You know, that that little—it's really cool. I'm I'm definitely linking that one in the description. Yeah, that's one of my that's one of my personal sentimental favorites. I just like working. I like working with Z on that. That was loads of fun. And one last question, also by Trekkie140, is about uh, Harry Potter and the methods of rationality. Have you read that one? Oh, I famous. read a little bit of it. It was so awful I couldn't finish it. Um, so if you're <laughs> asking how I felt about it, there you go. Uh, the community that appeared around it. Yeah, apparently some people worshipped it and some people hated it with severe vitriol. I'd, be, I'd fall more on the latter end of that, I guess. It was just the character. Interesting I, how that goes with fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it was just the author beating their own drum and trying to hammer their philosophy into a story in a way that didn't work. I mean, the character changed the character of Harry into somebody that wasn't Harry at all in the slightest. So it was just boring <laughs> and tedious from that point of view. And the philosophy was also juvenile. I thought. Yeah. Mm. It was just uh, probably uh, the less we talk about it, the better. Then. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> there, there are a few fanfics like that I think which are just really famous and kind of um, I mean My Immortal is of course the classic really famous <laughs> mm-hmm. fanfiction yep. uh, Z said about um, methods of uh, methods of rationality that's completely ignorant of this also screw Harry Potter in general read Robert Esperin and Jodie Lynn Nye's Myth Adventures series instead <laughs> okay Okay. Never heard of it. Uh, I might check that out. Oh, it's loads of fun. It's, it was also illustrated by uh, Phil Folio, who did the girl Gen- does the Girl Genius webcomic. Ah. And it's, that's, oh, it's a fun little series. I also agree. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, also, I completely forgot to bring up Z's uh, general advice for longer stories. Mm-hmm. Have a general idea of how you want your story to end. And wander in that direction. Let the characters take you to unexpected directions and play with it. Mm-hmm. Which I think is... Uh, Probably a much more succinct way of saying what I said. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, very, it's uh, good advice, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a wrap. Alrighty. Sounds good. That's an entire episode. Um, well, thank where you. Where do people find you on the internet? Uh, well, the most easiest and most obvious place, of course, is on uh, AO3, where my username is laparoscopic. I chose the name on a whim. I was just looking for a single word username that hadn't already been taken, and that was the first one I typed in that didn't come up as already taken. If I'd known I was going to be writing this much fanfic, I would have uh, chosen another one. But, oh well, here we are. <laughs> I love the name, laparoscopic. Yes. I, uh, now I'm also able to... St- Palette, which is useful, I think. <laughs> yes. It's so good. But Anywhere else? Yeah, if you look on my profile there, there's links to things. I mean, I'm occasionally on the, on the uh, subreddit. I'm occasionally on the Discord. I've got some of my fanfic fan work posted on DeviantArt. And certainly a lot of my uh, NS Not Safe for Work stuff is on you know the Pahil Rule 34 website. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. We should probably do a podcast about that at some point. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah, if you could ever get hold of the uh, EGS edits. Or, yeah. Oh, 
That sounds like a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, not safe for work podcast episodes coming in your future at some point. <laughs> yes. And it's like interesting, how do you how do you make podcast about not safe for work art safe for work? Well, you just don't do the visuals, I guess. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Um, people can find. Well, ah, I'm being attacked by a cat's help. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm afraid I can't help you from here. Oh, I could hiss at them, it. maybe even see if it drives them away. <laughs> uh, they can't hear you. Oh, right, you're on headphones. I'm on headphones. People can find me on my website, maplestrip.space. On Twitter, at maplestrip. Uh, this podcast is available on pretty much all podcasting apps. The music you're hearing right now is Our Heroes by Sister Parish. Uh, I don't know what the next episode will be about yet. We'll probably have a repeat guest, which would be fun. And uh, that's it. Um, I really need to figure out a good sign-off for this podcast at some point. <laughs> yeah, I'll think about that for you. That'll be something witty about transformation or something. I don't know. Oh, that we're going with the EGS theme. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that would be really useful. <laughs> Anyway, before my cat kills me, uh, goodbye all. Thank you very much for watching, listening, and see you in the next one. Thanks a lot.